People talk loud when they want to act smart, right? Correct! So if we play loud, people might think we're good. Everybody ready? And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three, four! Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name is Sterling. And hi, this is Clow. We are the Film School Brats. This is a show where we don't have access to any movies we want to watch because of exclusivity and the pandemic and limited seats to a virtual screening. So we can't watch movies like Nomadland. <laughs> but in any case, we're going to do a very mini 2020 catch up right now. And I really mean mini. It's three movies. It'll be Pixar's Soul. Wonder Woman 1984, and Sound of Metal. Uh, we were going to watch Mank, but we didn't get around to it, so maybe later on in some other episode. <laughs> yeah, no hate towards Mank. No, we just absolutely could not. not do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on our list, but it's uh, like one of those watches where you need to sit down and watch it, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Well, Are you saying Soul was not... <laughs> <laughs> Well, as intense for you. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, mm-hmm. But in any case, of course, we usually like to start with what we've been watching. So, Clow, what have you been watching? Not much, other than the, those three movies that we watched this week. I, it's weird because I started off the week watching all three, and I thought, man, I'm on a roll. Like I'm really doing so well watching all these movies, and then it just kind of I fell off the wagon. I don't know. I the one thing I did watch. And sometimes I don't count rewatches. I don't know why. Um, but I watched What Happens in Vegas. Okay. Really highbrow. Yeah. Uh, it was that rom-com with Ashton Kutcher and um, Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. It's a fun time. Okay. <laughs> it feels very illegal now because it's just like, ugh, everyone touching. It's just kind of gross. But yeah. How about you? What have you been watching? I'm kind of in the same boat. I started off the week pretty solid. I mm-hmm. got through those three movies, like, I think in two nights. Oh, wow. Uh, what did you do in the same night? Like, what what was your double feature? Double feature was Wonder Woman and Sound of Metal. And then okay. the next night was Soul. Uh, other than that, I started The Boys, which you recommended to me. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, it's been kind of tough for me to get through. Like, I'm in the middle of episode three. It's not something okay. I usually do where I just, like, stop. I think that night I was just really tired and I couldn't get through it. Mm-hmm. But so far, so good. I think it has a really interesting concept. And for some reason, nobody had ever, like, thought of that. Yeah. Or at least in, in some, like, big studio project. That's what's great about it is that the production value. Like, they, you can tell they have some money. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, not Avengers money, but still a lot of money. Yeah. And also, not it's such a fun either. concept. Yeah, not tenant money. <laughs> but it is a fun concept because, of course, if they were superheroes, they would be dicks. Like, there's just no way they wouldn't be the worst. <laughs> it's an interesting concept. I don't want to get too much into it because I feel like the surprise is good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Carl Urban is great. I love him. His, like, Australian <laughs> accent. Oh, he's the it's just best. It's so cool. He, yeah, he's such a badass, and it's just, it's so enjoyable. Yeah. So I'm not going to apologize for rewatching What Happens in Vegas. <laughs> Get off my back. <laughs> uh, this is not sponsored by Ashton Kutcher or Acorn. No. Oh. <laughs> Do you get those ads all the time? Because I get them all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
It's him in like a talk show. Yeah, like, it's what? him with like Jimmy Fallon, and he's like, "Yeah, so this new app, Acorn, it helps you uh, invest into the future." I don't know. Yeah, God, no. Okay, so anyway, which, where are we starting? Like, which movie are we? Uh, let's do the one that's like the most, I guess, like serious one. Let's do Sound of Metal first. Let's start off, and then okay. we'll 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 have more fun with it later down the road. <laughs> okay. So Sound of Metal, directed by Darius Mater. Starring Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook and Paul Racy, Rassi, Rocky. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. <laughs> R-A-C-I. Hopefully one of the three. He plays Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your initial thoughts? I loved it. I was very captivated by it, which was something that hadn't happened in a while because I haven't been watching much. And man, what amazing performances all around. The lead was just phenomenal. Like, I don't think they could have casted that role any better. It's one of those movies which, I guess similar to Soul, it really gets you thinking about the world around you in a totally different way. Especially if you're listening to a podcast or if you're listening to music afterwards. It just, I guess, even for a little bit, it just heightened that sense because it's the one that the movie is just emphasizing so much. Or even the movie, how it starts with hearing the pot of coffee and hearing all these little details that then slowly get taken away from the way. I don't know. I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was great concept, great cast, great execution. And I don't know, it touched me. <laughs> How about you? What were your overall thoughts? Yes, I would echo and agree with everything you just said. The sound design is insane. It's awesome. Obviously, I don't know what it's like to be deaf or even partially mm-hmm. deaf, but I feel like they've did a lot of research and because you know in normally in a movie when someone's deaf it's just like it's silent like complete silence but this exactly. you can still hear like some frequencies like low frequencies and you can mm-hmm. feel vibrations and things like that and it was really interesting like to listen with headphones to hear these nuances yeah, yeah. nuances it, it's interesting because uh initially Mat- matthias schonards I, I just cannot pronounce names here and dakota johnson <laughs> were supposed to be the two the two leads. No way. But it's kind of crazy to reimagine like anyone else no. in these roles. They work so well. That would well. not have, yeah. Yeah. That I yeah, I think that would have been a totally different movie. I'm not very particular sometimes with casting. I think different people it's interesting to think what different people could have brought to the role, but man, yeah, that would be a totally different movie. Riz Ahmed just has such a vulnerability and a sadness in his eyes that just works so well. Dude, he has a fascinating face, too. He does. It's just so captivating to just look at him. Yeah. And it was a very physical performance, too. For sure. Like, all that rage and then, Mm -hmm. you know, conveying that with, like, his words and his actions and, like, the way he's just kicking <laughs> like screaming for yeah and half his, of the movie his tattoos and he has like a hunch and he's always leaning forward it's really interesting it's like it's something you need to see to really understand mm-hmm. but it's definitely a really unique role that i don't think we've seen in a while i mean if he wins best actor like i would not would not mind at all yeah no he was phenomenal i think and he here's the thing he was phenomenal and the whole movie was really great <laughs> so there's nothing to really pick apart i guess yeah i think i don't know like if i had to just 
force or find some kind of complaint. I think maybe at times it's a little slow, but I, I still mm-hmm. can't even think of a scene that I would actually cut. And I think the pacing really suits the story and suits the like movie very, very well. So it's not that I would say even like pick up the pace because I don't think it needs it. Absolutely. The one thing that I wanted to talk to you about is the ending. Okay. Because I watched it with someone that said to me, I don't like it when movies have non-endings. And I thought, hmm, I don't I don't know that I would s- categorize this as a non-ending. I thought this was a like a perfect ending. It was one of those endings where it's somewhat open-ended, but you kind of understand where it's going to go. Yeah. Right? So I'm thinking of movies like Prisoners, where it's like mm-hmm. a cliffhanger, but like you can fill in the blanks. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess, quick spoiler alert here. It makes sense because he's the he spent the whole movie trying to go back to quote unquote normal, even though the doctors mm-hmm. have said like you'll never be normal. And Joe tells him like you know we're not here to fix it. Fix it. Yeah. We're here to like adapt and to mm-hmm. live with it. So I think it makes perfect sense that he's like overwhelmed by all the noise, and he finally realizes that he's never going to solve it. He needs to yeah. figure out his new normal. And he also at the end he finally sits in peace which is the purpose of journaling and sitting down. It's just sit down, be with yourself, be with your own thoughts. It's okay to just take a moment. Um, So that I thought was beautiful. But while you were talking, it kind of reminded me of the only little comment note that I would give it, which is it really seemed that, man, no one explained the surgery to this man. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He kept getting surprised by all the, like, now you wait four weeks. It's like, and he's like, four weeks? Dude, that sounds like something they should have told you at the very, very beginning. Well, not only that, but they should have also told him that he wouldn't be hearing properly. Exactly. Like, it would would sound like shit, but at least you can hear a little bit. Yeah, that was hilarious to me. (laughs) I was just like... (laughs) How are you being surprised oh, every step you're of the out way? Forty thousand dollars, by the yeah. way. That was that was the only thing that I was watching. I was like, "Poof, <laughs> that's rough." Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but other than that, loved it. Mm-hmm. Big recommend. You can find it for well, free quote unquote, but you can stream it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you know what I realized? All the movies we're talking about are in a different streaming platform. That is true. Well, how about we take our train over <laughs> to, to can it be a okay, can it be a plane okay we'll can take we our, switch jet we'll take our private jet to disney world okay and talk about soul okay great initial thoughts i know we have slightly differing opinions on this movie i liked it i didn't love it <laughs> fair i guess is my professional opinion <laughs> of this movie okay i'm gonna start by the things that i absolutely adored about it the animation looked incredible flawless just yeah you know you know when you see something you're like man i'm incompetent like there's (laughs) humans that can do this (laughs) bananas okay number two i loved the music yes it added so much it was like its own character beautiful to listen to and then number three i loved the character jerry you know, the one that's, like, multiples of him in the... Yeah. Well, it's not... There's no gender. It's just, like... Yeah. Oh, I said him. Yeah, multiple of them. But Jerry is just, like, the... An idea, what, yeah. The consciousness of, like, the universe or something. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yes. I liked I liked their performance because I don't know, it was pretty funny. <laughs> How about you? What were your overall thoughts? I am erring on the side of I loved it. Okay. Uh I was floored by the animation. I, I was like shocked. Surprise after surprise, I mean New York City looks real. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they just like threw in a real shot of New York just to mess with us. I don't think I've ever seen a portrayal of New York City. Like even when you watch sitcoms or things that were shot clearly in LA and you're like, that's not at all what New York looks like. That was New York. I think that was one of my favorite things about it. That and just like the overall look and feel of everything. Well, okay, but, I was yeah. going to say like not not only just the look of it but like it has the feeling of New York. Like the mm-hmm. feeling of New York on a nice summer day or something. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. The the lighting and the cinematography is like I don't think Pixar or Disney or I don't think any animated movie has ever looked this good. Like Yeah. Holy No, it shit. was mind-boggling. Yeah. yeah. And then the the Jerry like the design of Jerry, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a modern art twist. I, I loved that. Yeah. yeah. What I what I keep hearing is that everyone loved the real world way more than the abstract um, soul personality world, which makes sense for multiple reasons. But one of them being the animation. It was just so mind-blowing when they're in New York. And I, I don't think you get a lot of that in the soul. <laughs> yeah, the, the soul portions, I think, show yeah. off design which are really mm-hmm. good, but the animation really shines in New York. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree, though. I wish there were more New York, like, real-life parts. I kept wanting to get out of the Seoul area. Yeah, it was always a bummer <laughs> when they ended up in there again. <laughs> but anyway, beyond visuals and aesthetics, mm-hmm. what did you think about... I, this is a lot to unpack here. I don't think we can get yeah. into detail about it. But yeah. most notably, there's been some conversation about whether or not this movie is slightly racist or, mm-hmm. you know, just has poor portrayals. Thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Listen, I thought it was a very heartwarming movie. It was very sweet. That said, I was so disappointed and almost bored by the fact that it was just like they switched bodies. I was like, oh, no, man, really? That's what this is? Yeah. And it was just like... Huh, very weird choice to have Tina Fey voice the black character for a big portion of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. That was, uh, I don't know. It was weird. I think the issue mainly is the casting because take out Tina Fey and take out the whole white woman voice thing. Mm-hmm. 22, they even explain it, doesn't have a gender or a race mm-hmm. or anything. Yet. <laughs> so they could have gone with another black person or mm-hmm. anybody who wasn't white so yeah. i think that is what's kind of the tipping point it just i was thinking about it watching the movie i was like is this like a like a white savior movie in the sense that we're saving white people or are we or like that that was weird to me and also the the body switching i was like okay well yeah i kind of like to see joe as joe as joe you know what else I think just in general, Tina Fey was, I gotta say, like, miscast. I don't think she added much to 22 at all, like, the character. I think it could have been anyone else. Because if you if you look up Amy Poehler, is that who did Joy in yes, Inside I Out? Yes, I think so, yeah. That suited that character really, really well. But Tina Fey in this role, I don't know. I feel like they could have gone so many other more interesting directions, even just having... I mean, maybe it would have been confusing for kids because 
we need to keep in mind that this was mainly <laughs> for kids. But if they had just like kept changing up the actor that plays that character. But then you oh, know, that would... there's a lot of more complications with that. Well, that's a good idea though. That makes that actually makes a lot more sense because they could, yeah. She's supposed to embody or they are supposed to embody just like the like just a personality yeah. which has no gender, has no race. Wow, why aren't you working for Disney? I don't know, man. <laughs> you went to LA too late. I went to They need you in Burbank. <laughs> I'll just drive up there to the empty offices and be like, I have a great idea. <laughs> I have a way that for the you movie can you fix already released. Yeah. That's already making you a ton of money. Yeah. Sold 2.0. But it's interesting you mentioned the whole kid thing because I think that's what kind of held the movie back a little bit. Like I I mean mm-hmm. I don't know. I fell for this movie. Like I I was crying. Yeah. But there, I, yeah. I think it could have gone even further. I feel like mm-hmm. some plot points are really convenient and kind of like for the sake of kids. Mm-hmm. It felt like this weird battle between whether or not it wanted to be for adults or it wanted to be for kids. And I, I really think that uh, movies like Ratatouille and The Incredibles mm-hmm. and even Monsters, Inc., they're adult movies, but, like, kid-friendly. Yep. They're not worried about, like, having big themes that kids don't understand. And I guess, like, this whole idea of a soul is a little lofty. More abstract, For a yeah. little kid. But it is a lot more digestible than, like, I don't know, the purity of two parents going through a divorce yeah. in uh, in The Incredibles. Or I know they don't actually get divorced, but, like, yeah. there's stuff in there. Struggling. Uh, yeah. There's about suicide in there. It's, like, mm-hmm. so big, big ideas uh, that I felt were slightly dumbed down in this movie. I think it just could have been taken a step further. Like, you know, instead of just the pizza and the bagel, like, like the obvious yeah. New York things. Like, it could have been other things. I can't think of anything at the top of my head. But just, yeah. like, I felt like when he pulled out those few items from his pocket and mm-hmm. laid them out on the piano, mm-hmm. I was like, I need more here. I need more. I I don't want to keep coming yeah. back to this leaf that fell onto her hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful shot. But yes. Yeah. I, okay, so two quick things about that. First of all, I think you're totally right. Like, right on the money. I think it fell somewhere it got muddy. It was not for kids' kids, and it was not totally adult. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it would have benefited from either going one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. I understand why it's difficult because it's such an abstract concept. I just think they did that well with Inside Out. And I don't know. And in and, and Inside Out, what was great about it is that the whole lesson is it's okay to have to be happy and sad at the same time. Like, have happy memories that you look back on and, like, you know, you get nostalgic about them or like you don't feel great. I don't know. I think that's such an important lesson to learn. Yeah. And with this movie, what I did like about it was, and and it's something that I'm struggling with now every day. It's just like, okay, you got to take it one day at a time and enjoy the little things. And it's such a like an obvious thing maybe, but what I did like about this movie was, yeah, you're right. Like sometimes it's nice to just look up and see a tree and like see some leaves fall. But yeah, but I don't know that it, it went the extra mile to just really be, like, gut-wrenching. Yeah, for sure. Which is I, what I want from a kid movie. I want it to, like, just <laughs> fuck me up. I want, I want to be sobbing <laughs> through the night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Well, how about okay. we fly? So now to the gut one. Wait, Invisible Jet! <laughs> yeah, we fly our Invisible Jet over to Warner Brothers HBO Max. HBO Wonder Woman 1980 
four. Thoughts? Man, that was rough. What a <laughs> rough movie. <laughs> That's what I think. You know how we were shocked by the animation insult? I was shocked <laughs> by everything about this movie. That someone read that script and was like, yes. And then that someone shot that, <laughs> spent all that money and was like, yes. And then they released it. And we're like, that's going to be great. <laughs> You're trying to be nice about it, so let's hear it. Let's hear you trying to be nice about it. I don't know. It. <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk about this movie because it's just all over the place. <sighs> like, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Well, first of all, let me ask you. Did you like the first Wonder Woman movie? Yes, I, quite a bit. I mean, I loved it. probably the best DC extended universe movie. For sure. I mean, other than like the Batman movies that were not the Ben Affleck Batman movies. Oh, but that's not part of the their yeah, cinematic I know, I know. universe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had problems with the first one. Like, I think the last fight is kind of just a CGI clusterfuck. Not only that, but the last fight, for those of you who don't remember, basically the entire movie is Diana, Wonder Woman, realizing, slowly realizing that good and evil are not like two different entities it's not that you're either like all good or all bad like there's not just one big evil yeah and she learns this because there's a war and she sees like oh my gosh like so many people can be persuaded to like do awful things and it's not like one big thing that you can fight and defeat you know it's just like it's everywhere yeah and that's the whole lesson and i was like man this is so fascinating this is so interesting because superheroes are always just trying to defeat the one big evil thing yeah i was I thought, genius, She, there's not one big evil thing to defeat, and that's the whole lesson. And then they throw in one big evil thing to defeat. <laughs> I yeah, was like, I, never mind, this guy's actually the reason all wars started, and like he's the reason people are evil. It's just like, oh man, you just undermined the whole thing. I feel like the whole this whole movie kind of just was like a reset. It was like some kind of soft reboot or something. It just, I don't, yeah. I, I really don't know where to where to take this conversation let's lay out the foundation i think the acting of everyone was terrible i think everyone <laughs> was doing a terrible job but maybe i don't know if, you know it's hard to tell maybe it was just like the way the characters were written the way it all fitted together i it was just astounding to me how i was watching these scenes and i was just like what is going on like these are good actors like great actors I, I don't know. I think, I think at a certain point, halfway through the movie, I was kind of fine with it. I just, I was like, all right, yeah. Pedro Pascal's going to do this, like, big, <laughs> big thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. And I love him as an actor, but, oh, man. And the thing's that he was not even the worst. <laughs> Kristen Wiig was a weird casting choice. I really think it has to do with the writing. It, the, it, like, the... It, yeah. The biggest problem with this movie is the script because it's well, I was trying gonna to say a, the story is the worst. Yeah, it's trying to have these weird big ideas, but it's done so carelessly and kind of like simply like it, it's mm-hmm. it's really it just feels like a really cliched plot and idea. Yeah, and it feels like we're glossing over all these big emotions that could be you know, incredibly interesting to develop and to just go deeper in. But we're just, you know, kind of like, oh, yeah, she's really sad that her boyfriend's not here. Yeah. Ah, he's back. It's just, she's kind of happy so, about it. <laughs> it's so weird to think about how in the first movie, 
when Diana and Steve are saying goodbye and he's about to die, yeah. I was tearing up in that scene. And then this mm-hmm. time around, I was like, ah, just get it over with. Like, I, I could not care less. Yeah. Because it didn't feel real. And that's my biggest thing about the whole movie is that it felt very unconsequential. Inconsequential? Inconsequential? Inconsequential, yeah. Inconsequential. Yep. No consequences. <laughs> yes. Because the whole thing, it's just like from the moment they make a wish, it's just like, of course, they're going to not come true at the end. Like, of course, they're going to be taken away. And that's my other big problem with this movie, that it ends assuming that everyone is so selfless and so great that they will return the game. No way. No way in hell that everyone in the world that made a wish was like, I renounce it. Right. (laughs) No. I think the weird thing, too, is the rules of the wishing are so inconsistent, too. Yeah. Because what... One of them wishes for a wall or something, and there's, like, a wall that physically manifests. Mm -hmm. But Diana wishes that Steve were back, but he can't just be back. Like, he has to take the form of some random dude that they, like, that that was weird. That made me uncomfortable, honestly. I was like, this this feels weird. They're using some other dude's body to, like, have sex, like, right away. It was wrong. That was weird. But beyond that... Uh, I also think that I just I just felt like every single thing about this movie was some kind of plot point. Alistair! Yeah. Alistair! You never gave a shit about your son, and suddenly this is like the most important thing to you? Yeah. Again, it just kept surprising me. Because I thought, okay, we're going to get to a point where it's everything's going to make sense. We never did. <laughs> At some point I was like, oh, this is what's happening. But it never made sense. Yeah, and by the way, uh, I didn't tell you for the past two hours, but there are like a hundred nuclear heads that you can have access to. Yeah. I just like scene after scene, it was like more information and more exposition. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, and then she starts flying. Oh. Like, oh. What are her powers? Yeah, because I thought she couldn't fly. I thought in the comics she doesn't fly. I thought I mean, so not... too, but I'm not. Because that's why she has the invisible jet. And the big right? whip thing. Yeah. The lasso. The, Sorry, it's not a the whip. The lasso. <laughs> the lasso of truth. Is that not what it is? I think so. Um, also, what does the beginning have to do with anything? Oh, let me tell you. The beginning, <laughs> 20 minutes of nothing just to set up the lesson of the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. That you're not ready to save the world? No, no, no. But one that, day, okay. uh, I'm paraphrasing. Like, uh, everything good was not started from uh, a lie. or. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, see, I didn't even get it. Oh, that went over your head. Hmm. <laughs> you stupid. Yeah. This movie is too smart for me. There's nothing we'll say that hasn't been said or, like, yeah. dissected by millions of other people. I gotta say, I think that Warner made a good choice putting that on HBO Max rather than just having it purely being in theaters because, man, I don't know how many people were going to go watch this in theaters, especially after it's, like, been said that it's not very good. Well, Um, I think beyond, like, just even if we didn't have a pandemic and people went to see it, I feel like people are a little more forgiving because they got to see it at home. Like, they didn't have to pay extra to see. Exactly. It would have really backfired if they had done the Mulan thing. Like... It's on HBO Max for $30. God. But did you see that they're taking it out? I think they're still 
showing it. Like, they're keeping it on HBO Max for another maybe week or so, and then they're taking it out. Yeah, it said it was only going right. to be on there for a month. Which I guess forces you to watch it. I guess that's a good strategy. I'm just trying to think of the strategies that are going on behind right. these movies, you know? But, yeah, I don't even know. Best part of the movie is the mid credit scene. mid credit Mm-hmm. Or post. I don't know. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, like... Oh, I'm dumb. Yes, the original Wonder Woman. Yeah, I don't know why that got me. I was like, ah! <laughs> Great testament to the movie that your favorite thing was not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching the Wonder Woman show, so. Oh, that's awesome. That was, that was cool. Yeah, that was my favorite part, too. Yeah, man, I gotta say, I'm not a fan of this movie at all. I think it was quite tragic. Because Patty Jenkins can do so much better than this. The first movie made me so happy. It made me, like, made me cry when she's fighting all those guys and she's, like, they're, like, they, they did the same thing as Lord of the Rings where it's just, like, no man could defeat her. And it's just, like, well, I'm a woman. Like, I'm not a man. <laughs> yeah. They did that thing where it's just, like, I see what you're doing and it's still very effective. Yeah. But this one was such a letdown. Such a huge letdown. Also, I'll say one more thing because I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking about these things now. Like, physics just went out the window. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Like, she's, like, flying and jumping around like there's no gravity. It, it, it just it looked yeah. weird. Yeah, and it's weird because she bleeds, but then what? Like, it's it's hard to know, especially because she's losing her power. It's hard to know, like, what? Yeah, what are you losing? And, like, what exactly can you do? And what exactly hurts you? <laughs> yeah. What exactly hurts humans, too? Because she, like, dive bombed oh, yeah. these little kids and then, like, falls onto the ground and tumbles and they're just fine. I'm like, yeah, yeah you would have smashed like, their no. heads in. You're holding on to corpses. Yeah, they're dead. The trucks maybe would have stopped. You definitely. <laughs> it's all on you. <laughs> okay, so I think that we, at least for me, we went in the order of the movie that I liked the most to the least. Loved Sound of Metal. Liked Soul. Hated Wonder Woman, 1984. Random year, too. It was fun. I gotta say, it was fun to, like, shit watch it, you know? Oh, man, that's so mean. Even for two and a half hours, I wouldn't say I even was ever bored watching it. I was just, like, I was kind of in it for the ride after 10 minutes. I was like, okay, all right, we'll do this. I was shocked, and I was not happy about it. But whatever. I I, I watched it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It wasn't painful. It was just weird and disappointing yeah don't get me wrong i was surprised and definitely disappointed but i think somewhere in the middle i just like understood that it wasn't gonna like magically like somehow Big transcend to something else yeah uh anyway well, go watch sound of metal <laughs> yeah go watch sound of metal go watch all of them honestly if you have time yeah. like it's they're worth watching i guess for the culture yeah oh for the culture for the conversation send in your thoughts to our yeah. email <laughs> and we'll read them on air next time on air <laughs> live not really well this is fun i'm glad that we caught up on some of those movies because i think if we hadn't set this deadline i would have just gone weeks months not seen them great okay. well <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode we're happy to be back we don't really know what we're doing next week but you'll find out and we will too <laughs> sometime this week yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening. Oh, cheer up, Squid. It could be worse. Yeah, you could be bald and have a big nose. Well, this is the end. <laughs>